you can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. Talk everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hole and None Fantasy Golf Podcast with me, Words, and my neighbor, DJE, Mr. Doty Fayed. On tonight's podcast, Feifel Mouskovitz, Matty Fitzpatrick, brings it on down at the U.S. Open. It turned the BLC Fantasy Leaderboard on its ear, and I fell all the way to the bottom. We'll jump into that. We'll also go into the Travelers Championships. Little of this, little of that. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing? Hey. Oh, my God. You guys have no idea what I just did. (laughs) Hey, we're even. We're even now. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking about for about 30 minutes, and I looked down. I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't hit record. (laughs) It's a... What 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 an incredible show. What was it that I did that one time? I I, I did something similar to this. just like two months ago, and we were like, oh, thank God we don't record at like 10.30 anymore at night. <laughs> That's true. But it is like, it's like 4.30 right now. Uh, it's my my ninth wedding anniversary. Lucky number nine, Roy Hobbs. Congratulations. <laughs> Going to dinner here probably in the next, you know, uh, what? I guess need to leave in about an hour and a half, but whatever. Um, but... It happens to the best of us, words. You guys should have heard what he said. Unbelievable. What some great takes. Like, I can't replicate (laughs) some of the takes I had, but it's like, God, J.E., like, don't leave me for Golf Channel. (laughs) (laughs) You and Brandel, you and Brandel are going to do great. If Colt hears this, I'm (laughs) fucked. Yeah. J.E. and Brandel, two peas in a pod. Me, Brandel, and uh, Paul McGinley just getting after it. <laughs> oh, Paul McGinley. How about a pint after the show? <laughs> yeah. So I guess we need to talk about the U.S. Open again. Yeah. Um, what a Sunday it was, huh? It was incredible. Awesome golf. And Matty Fitzpatrick hit 17 greens on his way to winning. And you know... They kind of tee it up this way. It shouldn't be that easy where it's you should, you should, from a picking perspective, it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this guy had success here in the, in the USM, like, but that's a match play tournament. Like, fuck, there's no way he's going to win it again. This is my logic going in. Yeah. I picked him two weeks ago. He's got braces. Oh, he's going to be chalky as fuck. C-Rob told me never trust a guy with braces and this motherfucker deserved to win. Uh, as much as Will Zalatoris, I think, deserved to win, Matt Fitzpatrick was just that much better on Sunday to narrowly squeeze out his first major championship. And the shot he hit on 18 was unbelievable. Uh, Fairway bunker, 160. And I mean, obviously the angle we saw and then we kind of, it maybe wasn't nearly as bad as it looked, but um, he didn't waste any fucking time over that ball. He stood up, he hit it, and it was an unbelievable shot. And even Will Zalatoris himself said they're going to show that shot for years to come in the you know history of the U.S. Open as the shot that won him the tournament, and and it, and it did, quite frankly. Yeah, but then they'll show your missed putt right after that, so that's that'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <And> remember, <laughs> he did this, then you did this. And I hate I hate cheering against the kid, of course, but you did have him, so I was going against the kid all day, and I got to say that putt on eighteen looked good. Good the entire way. I mean, one inch out, I was yelling "fuck." Yeah, no, actually, Maggie recorded my reaction. I was like ducking down, hiding behind the couch, and I think I said, "Oh my god, he made it!" No! <laughs> <laughs> and then you can see my shadow, like as I run down the hallway, like go up, and my hands are like over my head, and I, I stood at the fucking front door with my head against the my glass uh, forehead against the glass of my front door here for like. Probably a good 20 seconds just thinking like, fuck. What a geek. Yeah, I know. I mean, trust me, I I was living and dying with the kids every move. And, you know, he curled in a big putt. And, and it's just so crazy how many swings there were on Sunday. Shit, even Saturday. Going back to Saturday, I mean, 
when we just talked about this a little bit ago, words. <laughs> but you know, Colin Morikawa's ass. Yeah, Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa was going to win the tournament, and then Sunday comes along, and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, Scotty Scheffler's going to win this tournament. Then it's the kid's up to he's going to win, and and then literally just as it kind of wore on, Matt Fitzpatrick never really like he never failed or blemished like the blemishes on his scorecards never outweighed what he did and it's not like Will Zalatoris blew it Matt Fitzpatrick simply seized the moment and and won the tournament absolutely yeah it was it was awesome golf and like you said no one lost it out there there was no choking everyone was playing out of their heads Scotty Scheffler as you said when he got to six I was like well this thing's over I mean he was on a war path and then he ends up double bogeying the small, the shortest hole on the course, which even though it is short, is was not an easy hole by any stretch, but just a little long. And then he got a little, a little thin with that wedge shot, like Blady, <laughs> Blady. I know that shot real fucking Wesley well. Snipes and Blade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was what's so crazy. What he was was he four under through seven, or was it three under through seven? I mean, Scotty Scheffler got. I think off, he was four. He got off to a ridiculous start. Yeah, he was four under through six. Actually, no, he didn't even uh, he didn't even double. He he just went bogey bogey on ten and eleven, and that's kind of what took him out of the tournament. So, oh my bad. Yeah, what the fuck words? I, I mean, I got the scorecard. Well, right we don't here, fact but. check. Well, what are you looking the scorecards <laughs> for? Fact checking loser. But just to go along with it, like I I, I said this about so Scotty Scheffler finishing T two remarkable continues on one of the best years of a single season in professional golf history, quite frankly, and it's not done yet. I, I don't know that Scotty Scheffler isn't a, isn't one of the top contenders at St Andrews. There's still some work to be done. Not to mention what he could win in the FedEx Cup playoffs. But John Rahm's performance on Sunday was by far, in my opinion, the most shocking part of the tournament. The fact that John Rahm, one shot behind, kind of seemingly in an easier second to last group, not the same pressure that you have being in the final group of a major. One shot back, and the guy shoots 74 and finishes T12. I mean, there wasn't a guy inside the top 25 that had a 74 on, on their card. Like Coming from a guy that we hold in the regard, that we hold John Rahm as far as, yes, the number next to his name does not say one. I don't even think it says two. It might be two again. I think he might be ranked two again. Right. But I still... Best in the world when he's got it cooking. Exactly. Scotty Scheffler has had a great year, but I still would take John Rahm against him if I had to pick one. Ooh, I, I don't think I would. I don't right think I now, would anymore, for sure. Right now, that change that might have changed, but the the last everything Two or three until years, now. 100%, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. It all goes back with Rahm. Again, his ball striking is there. His he's still the best driver of the golf ball in the game. Like he missed a couple four footers. A six-footer, you know, he just could never get it going with the putter. And I think when, when that happens with him, it, it's not just, it does not just affect him on that hole. It, it affects him on down the line. And I, not that he's a head case or anything, but I think that he knows that he's just, you know, standing over putts. You're, if you feel like you're not going to make them, I know that game real well, John. It's not fun. Yeah, no, and that's what sucks is we've talked about this before. Um, I brought <laughs> – actually, hell, I said it to you a little bit ago, but – when Tiger was on such the great run that he was on, he could win tournaments with his B game. He could win tournaments maybe even with his C game. And John Rahm, I think, seemingly hasn't had it for several months now. Um, you know, he won in Mexico at kind of a watered-down tournament, if you will. But prior to that, his last win was the last, you know, Torrey Pines U.S. Open just last year. So it was a valiant effort in trying to defend his title, entering the final round only one shot back. But I think just the not... Uh, up to his full potential caliber of golf, finally showed its true colors, and the 74 on Sunday completely took him out of the tournament. Yeah, and the others are different than Tiger's others. It's it's there's just the disparity of talent. It's it's so close that B game doesn't get it done anymore. You got to have your A game to win, especially at majors. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Words. I know we brought it up earlier. The the other thing too. It's like Rory. Rory was right there cruising along. Yes, he backdoors another top five in a major. Which, sure, I had him. It was great. But I truly thought halfway through the tournament, even going into the final round, that he might still have a chance to win. And he just. I don't know if it's the pressure that got to him, but Saturday seventy three seemingly kind of took him out of the tournament. Well, and that seventy three could have easily been a seventy seven because he was on the backside. He was grinding. I mean, he made at least four or five par putts that were over you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten feet, and 
was really grinding, and I was texting with uh, Doc Allman about this. I was like, "That's the kind of grind that that live golf just will not will not offer ever, just because the money's too big already for for just placing, not even placing, for just you know showing up and finishing a tournament." Whatever I know, we yeah. we already switched back to live golf, so here we go. <laughs> well, before we get too far, I you, you know you mentioned it about Matt Fitz. He hit seventeen greens in his final round, which he is the only the third guy to hit seventeen greens in the final round of a major, I think ever. But it's Nick Faldo in ninety six, uh, Brooks in two thousand seventeen, 17 18, 19, 19. Whatever, one of those runs, and then now Fitzpatrick. So. When you look at the way that this shook down, there was a two-way tie for fifth, but the top six players, Matt Fitzpatrick is probably the low man on the totem pole as far as how he's regarded in the world. But I think he's now up to maybe like number 12 in the world. Mm-hmm. He, he's inside the top 15 in the world. But you've got Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Scheffler, Will Zalatoris, Hideki Matsuyama, Colin, and Rory. Like, as far as trying to put out a fucking golf tournament and the names you want to see on the leaderboard... That's exactly what you fucking want to see. Not to mention that DJ or Brooks, the the live guys, were not. Oh, I loved it. We're not there. Bryson, so, bitchy boy Bryson. Bitchy boy Bryson, which, um, and what, Phil, I mean, fuck, Phil barely broke 80 the first day. What, he went 77, 74? 70, 70 loser. <laughs> yeah. But hey, a lot of lot of thumbs up though all week. Oh, and I got his fucking press conference. Hey, let's have a good week, guys. Okay, come on. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah, don't it, don't pick on me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck, I, I'm I'm so done with Phil. It's not even funny. Well, and how about Brooks? His how, what what would you how would you describe his press conference? Just total horseshit, arrogance, uh, total horseshit, lying through his teeth, saying whatever he could to deflect. Quit asking what me he, questions. His real shit was. I don't want to answer questions, bro. He I'm ref- an alpha male behind the microphone. He said. That the the reporter that asked him about going to live golf was casting a black cloud over the U.S. Open, and I don't understand what the negative, why a black cloud asking that question, only for him to literally turn around and and you know he announced today I guess officially, but it broke literally Monday morning first thing that he was he was gone and lived like it actually suits Brooks perfectly for a guy that doesn't like golf and is a professional golfer, mind you. Live golf is perfect, less of everything, right? Yeah, exactly. But the real scary one that had a lot of momentum earlier in the week was Colin Morikawa. Because if he goes, that is that is a, a definite gut shot. Colin Morikawa is much more important to the tour right now than Brooks. Yeah. And, Brooks, and you're done. The whispers were that Colin, Xander, Morikawa. Potent- potentially Vic. Uh, uh, I meant uh, Matsuyama. Yeah. And so knowing that time has gone by and that those those names haven't hit yet, kind of kind of I think is a good thing. But how about Morikawa? I mean... Like we said before, I mean, I think we were ready to give him the trophy halfway through the tournament, and we had talked about it. You and I both are, like, kicking ourselves in the nuts. Like, well, of course pick Morikawa for a tournament like this. Small greens, great iron player. Even though Tuesday at his press conference, he doesn't know if his ball is going left to right or right to left, and he somehow makes it through 36 holes as the outright leader, similar to when he was when he won the Open last year in, in uh, you know, the British Open last year, the week before the Scottish Open, he couldn't even figure out how to hit his fucking irons out of the Scottish yeah. rough. He switched irons. So it's like he has this totally different, like, I'm fucked, I don't know what I'm doing. or n- Maybe not I'm fucked, but, like, I, I legitimately don't know what my ball is going to do. And then <laughs> still can Welcome go... Welcome to the fucking club. Can still go compete, and he won the Open, and... We thought he was just going to just hand him the fucking trophy after Saturday. 77 on Saturday takes him out of it. Yeah. Tough Saturday for the kid. Uh, but then he bounces back on Sunday and has a pretty good showing. So that was good. I don't know. I, I loved seeing um, that leaderboard, as you said. I mean, that's a who's who. It was uh, as good as can be. And it was a really fun Sunday, even though my fucking horse, Sam Burns, was was done, you know, pre, pre my noon nap. <laughs> well... I didn't even so Burns. Let's see. Oh fuck yeah, seventy six on Sunday. That that's not going to get you very high. Uh, on the other, on, on the contrary, words Xander, you know, a guy that we I'd hyped up a lot. He was a, one of the more popular picks in the league. Uh, this was his first finish outside the top seven. He finished t fourteen after sixty eight on Sunday. So it, it was a good Sunday. It was for a him. great sixty eight for sure. But hard to see. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, it was funny because like the the one guy that some people I don't think would know about on the front page, like as far as the top 10 
shook out overall. Like Denny McCarthy had an unbelievable weekend, 68-68. He was lightning on the greens as he always is. I mean, he was chipping him in. Not to mention your boy, Joel. (laughs) Yeah, your boy, the guy you hate. No, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. (laughs) Ever since he He stole Harry Higgs. (laughs) He kicked cancer's ass, but, you know, hey, you can't steal uh, Harry Higgs' joke from him right on the same green, right? Come on, right? Harry Higgs is a fat one. (laughs) I I was telling telling my wife the whole deal about... uh, Basically, uh, Joel trying to drink a 24-pack of, of claws and his wife. <laughs> Just out of boredom. Yeah, his wife being like, making him stop at 19. Like, Joel, you've had enough. I thought it was like 23. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it was up there. I know it was up there, but it's like, you, you've you drank enough, Joel. Like, Well, stop. he had the lead on Thursday night, and he went to a fucking concert later that night. He's like, it's going to be hard not drinking 100 beers like I typically do. <laughs> ben Rector, what's up? Was it really Ben Yeah, Rector? I was like, what? You're supposed to say that before like a... A Slayer show. Or- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and Bam. <laughs> Dead Bam. Who, who escaped. Uh, Bam Margera uh, was missing from his rehab facility this past weekend, too. So yeah, They found him. <laughs> they did. Um, but yeah, words. I mean, <laughs> miss you, Bam. God bless. I miss you, brother. <laughs> Love you, bro. Hey, Hogan. Hulk Hogan. I'm still alive, <laughs> brother. But I miss you, too. So... Uh, what else words? I mean, I, I got to say the agony that I had from that final putt from Willie Z took a lot out of me. But uh, of the tournaments I picked him, I'm, I've I've used my three picks. He got me a second place at Torrey and a second place here. So he, he won me well over $2 million, not to mention the one dud. I think I picked him and he didn't play very well. So, yeah, he's the kid. I love him. I got one more uh, bullet in the tank. Thank God. I'm St. Andrews. Uh, oh, I'm going to save it for something so good. I got to think that St. Andrews, and, and we said this earlier, I, I, I'm i done. I burned my last Willie Z, and I burned my last uh, McElroy pick. I like both of those guys at St. Andrews. I love Rory at St. Andrews, but um, I got to say, they're probably going to sweeten that pot too, just like we saw here. Uh, you know, they increased the purse from what we thought was 12.5 to 7. And it really shook up the league as far as that's concerned. I got to expect the RNA is going to do something similar at St. Andrews and make that a bigger person it already is. Disagree. RNA is a bunch of tight walls. Like, you guys are going <laughs> to <Hello>. come. <laughs> you Fox will come play here no matter what the pass is. Yeah. When Ben Hogan won, I don't think he could even cover expenses getting over there. Yeah. So they're the last ones always. I would have never gone. They're the last one always to sweeten the pot. Oh, we're playing for shillings now, are we? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shillings. Uh, no, Willie Z. I will never besmirch his putting stroke ever again, though, unless he misses one inside of one foot or something like that. But, I mean, he putted lights out all week. It yeah. was very, very impressive to see. I don't think he had one three-putt all week. And that's the other thing. They showed a stat that it was like 100 and something. It was like 148 holes without a three-putt. You yeah. know? And like what you said, you've said it before, he has to get it so close on that first putt to where he doesn't have a chance to he miss. He hates those next putters. But... He's a totally different player playing putting in majors compared to wh- how he typically has putted on tour. Um, the tournament where I picked him was the Arnold Palmer Invitational, where he literally he was in a position to play well and and win. I mean, he didn't get that far, but like he was missing really really short putts that cost him at least like five or six shots, which in the difference of a golf tournament, that puts you one way or the other. But in major tournaments, you go back to like the last five majors that he's played in, he's a top 10 strokes gain putter in those tournaments. Yeah, he doesn't like that grainy Bermuda, does he? No, he, the faster and the harder, Willie Z's in. <laughs> All in. All right, J.E., well, the top of the BLC leaderboard for the week, it's as good as you can possibly do in a major. First, T2, T2. Unbelievable. Yep, it, it's blinking, never left, which is Andrew Connor. So congrats, young man. $6.2 million. Um, he was a $1.3 million clear of second place. So when you do that, you're going to make up a lot of ground, and boy, did he ever. Um, he's going to appear very high in the overall standings once we get to that point. But Andrew Connor wins the U.S. Open with his unbelievable picking of Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Scheffler, and Will Zalatoris. There was a two-way tie for second. Uh, the Pembroke- Unbelievable how that was a unique lineup, by the way. I know. I mean, it was, that one was staring at me right in the face, but I was like, no, well, it's too chalky. Too chalky, Andrew. Well, that's what's funny about this next group. Uh, they, it's, they tied for second, but they had different picks. 
they had both had Matt Fitzpatrick. They both had Xander Schauffele, but one of them had Scotty Scheffler. The other had Will Zalatoris. The one with Scotty Scheffler, the Pembroke OG, our old neighbor, the cock doc, Mike Holzer, finishes <laughs> second. What do you get for that? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Tied with him, though, is another one of our boys, longtime fantasy football uh, league member of ours, Putterface, Trey McClendon, right there in, in third place. Or, I'm sorry, tied for second. In fourth place, oh, nasty, Bob O'Neill. He mixed in Justin Thomas and also had Will the Kid Zalatoris. Uh, just behind him, another one of my guys, Vegas Chase. Chase Jolich, who just got married within the last year or so. Mahazel He's a personal friend of Wyndham Clark. Uh, back when Wyndham Clark was living in Vegas, by the way. And that makes you my new best friend. I was like, Chase said that, and I was like, holy shit, you know Wyndham Clark? You know Lady Wendy? <laughs> yeah. So congrats, Chase, and congrats on the wedding. In sixth place, good for Happy Gilm. Oh, my God. That's Jeffrey Hendrickson. Um, great name, Jeffrey, and great picking. Four point, just under $4.5 million. At $4.1 million in seventh place, Pubert. Former guest picker, Groomsy. First hey, Officer Groomsy. First Officer Groomsy, that's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm playing in the pro. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm playing in the member guest next Thursday with him. Hopefully, I won't uh, have to bail on him. Hey, yeah, that's <laughs> bullshit. So, I forget who I talked to. Uh, I was talking to, oh, it was uh, it was uh, our, our boy, Garrett, my boy Garrett, who I took the money off of when he was wasted drunk at the last time they did that. He is like, are you playing in the, the member deal next week? I was like, no, I'm not. And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll text Groomsy. And so I can't believe Groomsy came crawling back to you, words. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I could have probably fared a little bit better whenever we – so we played in the same group as him in that deal. And if he I would have – your ass. If I just would have partied a little bit more, he would have invited <laughs> me. Um, I think if you would have played a little better, bub. Ah, I mean, I didn't play that bad. At least I won. I ended up winning money overall. I lost money to him, but I won money overall, and it's just because we bullied old Garrett when he was blackout. <laughs> Anyways. Well, was Groomsy doing like the typical Twin Hills? Okay, double. No, he, yeah. Double. Groomsy left. Groomsy left. At, like, we went and played in this uh, extra group, and he was like, yeah, it was probably best I get the fuck out of there, and he did. So uh, thanks for inviting me, Grooms. Hopefully words doesn't bail, and if he does, I'll fly with you. Well, I'll fly with you. <laughs> In eighth place. The Worm Burners, Baird Harper, everyone's favorite banker. He had just under $4 million. In ninth place, Burger Bus, Andrew Newberger, who has just been hanging around all season. Um, he was $3.8 million. And then a two-way tie for 10th is what rounded it out. Team Nene, who is Greg Blackburn. And our guy, and guy who still is just pissed off that we didn't have him on the show when he tied for first, Michael Love. Oh, lovey. <laughs> lovey. Thomas Lovey. Love you, lovey. So, great picking, guys. Uh, all of those guys had well over um, 3.5 million words. I was at T29, uh, $2.47 million in words. I think you know where we're going here. T174 for Kate Jenner's T box, $177,000. I don't care. <laughs> <sighs> so. Uh, as you said, that shook up the fucking overall leaderboard in a big way, man, because the biggest jump of them all, Lincoln never left. Andrew Connor, after a huge week, propels all the way from number 45 to number two. But number one, back in the back in the saddle again. <laughs> no, I, I don't think we have that. Back in, in the, the high. Oh. Yeah. Derek Francine, OKC Francine, after a three-week layoff at number one, is back in the number one spot. He's the first guy over $22 million. He's at $22.5 million, and he's now got an $800,000 lead over Blink and Never Left Andrew Connor, who just won his first major and the biggest week in league history at $6.2 million. In third place, one of the guys I'd never fuck with if my life depended on it, Mo Lester, Adam Lester. He's in third place, up one spot, two point twenty-one point six million. The insulation king of Chicago. I want to shake your hand. Ben Doherty falls all the way from number one to number three. He's still over twenty-one million dollars, up thirty spots at number five. The Pembroke OG Mike Holzer, with his second place finish in the U.S. Open, has completely leaped all the way into the top five. 
just one spot back of him, another familiar name, and one of our boys from a long time, up 17 spots to number six, Bark, John Barkley, 2.8 million. Just on be- Just behind him and hanging, hanging tough. He didn't fall. He didn't have that meteoric fall like you were. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Grizzly Adams, Chauncey, Matt Venable, the cultivators hanging tight at number seven. Up 11 spots and has having a great year leading the majors overall. Dallas Darrell, JP Delavadine, he's at 2.8 million or 20.8 million as well. Down two spots to number nine, hit the box, David Box. And I can't fucking believe it, but this guy is still at number 10 for the fourth straight week. JCK, Jonathan Crummel. How do you stay at number 10 four consecutive weeks with all the fucking ups and downs we've seen, words? The Crumb Man. He knows all about Excel spreadsheets and he knows how to get there, man. He does. Uh, words, other than that, there were some, you know, decent rises. I- after winning $2.4 million, I only went up six spots. I'm at number 33, but shit, after only winning 170000 you dropped 26 spots. You're at number 47. Yeah. So, yeah. words, all of a sudden, I'm back in the lead of, as far as our mm. matchup's concerned, which is crazy. You know, we know the swings go like, like whoa in this game. I've got you by just over, um, it looks like 900000 So, one week can do that, words. And... The difference between 25 and 65 got a lot smaller. Um, there's a lot of a uh, little bit of money that's separating a lot of players in this league. It's so. like the economy. Hey, there's, there's too much cash out there. Okay, cash, cash. Who wants the cash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that extra 1.6 if Will Zalatoris oh, would have won really would have been nice for me. God damn it! I was so happy when he missed that putt. Uh, but uh, from from first to tenth, two two million dollars is is what separates first to tenth. So, hey, a lot of action. We got nine tournaments left. Uh, it's either nine or eight. One who's, of those two, who's right? Counting? Who's counting? We don't we don't fucking fact check here. Hey, we're we, enough enough to win. We got a lot more cash left. One more major. And uh, two FedEx Cup events. So we're ready to rock and roll, right, Johnny? Yeah, and I'm doing you guys a fucking favor by telling you. I I truly think they're going to raise the US, or the British Open pot. Words doesn't. So there's a lot of money that's left out there to win. Who gives a shit? So. Thank you for that rundown of the BLC leaderboard. Johnny, what's up? One quick thing. Yes. Who died this week? I got to have a special shout out to my guy, Tony Saragusa, yeah, who passed goose, away man. today. That's sad. Very sad. Obviously... You know, I hate to speculate, but I'm going to guess a heart attack. Yeah, 55, probably what, former heavy steroid user. Wouldn't be a stretch. <laughs> I don't know about steroids. Definitely a heavy, like, pork eater. Yeah. When you play defensive line as a white male, I bet you he was on roids. <laughs> I don't know. that. I don't know. Maybe that was a little too far. Oh, with all the shit we've said on the show, that one was too yeah, far? No, okay. Mean, I don't know. 55, I, I just... Tony Saragusa, he was a fixture on TV... Fun, cool dude. So R.I.P. to Tony Saragusa. R.I.P. Okay. Well, with that being said, should we just end the show now? Or? Yeah. No. No, let's head it up to Cromwell, Connecticut. Oh, Buffy. <laughs> Buffy, where's my ascot? <laughs> Cromwell. They're right down the street from old Vince McMahon. He's been in the news lately, <laughs> too. Speaking huh? of Vince, yeah. Ooh, he got caught with his dick in the cookie jar, didn't he? Yeah, you want to you make want to push for the belt? Here, Suck my dick. Here's three million bucks. <laughs> Get the hell away from me. Suck my dick, and I'll pay you extra. With all of his family members that are in that organization, though, for him to fuck someone in that organization also, I mean, that is... Ballsy, right? Well, going back, going back to all the different storylines, there was like an incest storyline with Stephanie, like, cool. I mean, and then Linda McMahon. Like, there was a storyline where Vince was like fucking Sable. Do you remember Sable? <laughs> oh, do I remember Sable? <laughs> yeah, first jerk off. Corbett Thompson had that playboy of Sable. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, and so Grando's handicapos. He's had a big week oh, too. Oh yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah, they're they're right. Greenwich, Connecticut's where he's from, so Cromwell can't be that far. It's not a very big state. <laughs> no, darling, no. TPC River Highlands, the Travelers Championship. It's another Pete die design. Pete and Alice die design, I should say. Yo, what does that she bitch did. know about golf design? More than you, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one, the brains behind 17 at TPC. Uh, can't fucking... Sawgrass. Hey, check it out. The whore even knows a little bit about <laughs> landscaping. Oh, my God. See, I think that was much worse than what you just said about fucking Tony Saragusa. Yeah. The fat fuck. <laughs> uh, so, I will say, I mean, I've played a fair amount of Pete Dye courses in my life. You've played Sawgrass once or twice now. Once? 
twice on the other one and once on the main one. But yeah. The best one I've played, and I know this is totally random, Martis Camp out in uh, Lake Tahoe. Okay. Oh, no, that's a Tom Fazio. Never mind. Cut. We'll cut this. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> It'll cost you. Like, yeah, words. Please. Here. Here's the, do- here's Look, the dollar. Look, Jay, an idiot. Here's the dollar that you <laughs> bet me for uh, <laughs> something. Yeah. Your dream of being Brando Chambly's right-hand boy <laughs> no. toy finished. Yeah, did you hear Randall Chambly got fired? Yeah, he was fucking some 36-year-old Native American from Oklahoma. <laughs> With a mustache. <laughs> An aspiring uh, golf media. Like, listen, <laughs> I thought it was a Puerto Rican woman. I, uh, I don't know what to say. I, if I shave this mustache, I'm a pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. All right, yeah, we made eye contact too long there. Yeah, uh, yeah designed by Pete and Alice Dye. It's par 70, 68... 68,000 yards, 6,841 yards. The second shortest course on the tour this season. Smallish, bent grass greens. No, bent grass poa mix. Exactly what they played last week. Very popular on the East Coast. Um, Some past champions. Harris English won last year. DJ won in 2020. Um, That was right after COVID and led led to his big run, which has weighed bye-bye to him since then, right? Just give me one more. Chaz Reavy won the year before that. Bubba. Jordan Spieth, Russell Knox, Bubba again, Kevin Streelman, Ken Duke. Isn't this where my man Mark Leishman got his first win? And my man, Mark Leishman, <laughs> won in the year 2012. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of different types of games that can win here. I think that Bubba actually was in a playoff with Corey Pavin uh, one oh, year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that. that's right. Yeah. So um, When Pavin was like 50, like in his... He was already. Yeah, he was. He was already in his fifties. I think it was when he was a Ryder Cup captain, possibly that year. Oh Christ! Um, so yeah, it, there's not there's not one way to slice the uh, I don't know the egg. Well, how about- yeah, you slice eggs. There's not, <laughs> there's not one way to slice up this course. You can do it in multiple ways, which is uh, I think I think a good sign of a good golf course. Well, and that's what's crazy, you know. There, there's so many memories about this tournament, and for a tournament that follows a major, typically. There, there's been one. This is a pretty solid field. JT withdrew earlier today, unfortunately. But, um, you know, even going back to when Spieth, it's been five years since Spieth hold that bunker shot against Daniel Berger in the playoff. Was it a playoff or just on 18? I think it was a playoff. But, you know, I think the Travelers, for whatever reason, always seems to put out a good product in an entertaining golf tournament. Last year, even eight-hole playoff between Harris English and Kramer Hickok, who came out of nowhere. So, Hickok! <laughs> but, yeah, no, so, I, I mean, I expect an entertaining golf tournament at least this weekend, but, um, you know, you've got the likes of Scotty Scheffler in the field. You've got Rory McIlroy in the field. I mean, it, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, should we just jump right into the featured groups? The featured bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with none other than Harry English, fresh off of his hip, I think, surgery that he had. He made the cut last week. At, he had uh, hip surgery? I think he had a hip scope. He had a hip. He had, He was not playing for a little while there. But What kind of med- medical device is that, uh, is that used? John, hey, uh-oh. Clean that bitch out. Hey, this in, is, I'm after hours, man. I'm, I'm not putting my professional <laughs> hat on. Go in there and shave it down a little bit. Hey, shave the bitch. Uh, but Harris English is playing with the guy you just said, Mark Leishman, and Patrick Cantlay. You take anyone? I'm on Patrick Cantlay. Okay. I've got two Patrick Cantlay picks left. I think this course suits him. The last four years, he's had the be- uh, nothing worse than a top 15. I think he's got two top 10s, two top 15s. Um, and it just seems like he's flying under the radar a little bit. I like for Patrick Cantlay to resurface this week, potentially get the job done. But if not, I think I can count on him to probably be right there on Sunday. I think it's a good pick. I am not going Cantlay, but I am going Leash. He had a really sneaky, good U.S. Open, considering I don't think I saw one shot of his all week because um, the coverage sucks. But uh, Yeah, actually, Mark Leishman and Cantlay both tied for 14th last week. Low-key, top you know top 15s in a major tournament. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and he capped it off with a 68. Same with uh, Cantlay actually went 72, 71, 70, 69. So he improved every round uh, as well last week. Nice. Okay, moving right along. Uh, so uh, the next featured group. Wait, and- you didn't pick your fucking jerk-off stepbrother? No, our boy Bo and Hendrick's uh, half-brother. Um, no, I didn't. But, you know, 
it's good to see that Harris at least made the cut. I, I do, I, I'm not 100% certain, but I do think he might have had some yeah. sort of scope there. So that's, that's good. I believe you. Or maybe that he just had, was hurt. But um, the next featured group, we've got Xander Shoffley, your boy, the Dakota Rose, Tom Hoagie, and taking JT's place after his withdrawal, Satoshi Kodaira. 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 Who's one on tour? Cool. Yeah. Where? Uh, somewhere. Yeah, I think one of the weird random Texas. It's like CT Pan's deal. He randomly won somewhere. Oh, shit, I should have <laughs> taken CT Pan this week. Fuck. Okay. Um, after, Xander, I really wanted to take him this week. Um, I still have two Xander picks. I'm, I'm holding off. I think he's going to have a really strong FedEx Cup push. God, you hope, don't you? And uh, fuck you. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. Um... He won the RBC, Sadoshi Kodera uh, won the RBC Heritage um, in 18. So, um, Tom Hoagie, after he burned me the time I tried to cuck you at Colonial. Yes. I don't know if I'll ever pick Tom Hoagie again. Well, we'll always have Pebble Beach, but I've already uh, I've already used all three Hoagie picks. <laughs> there you go. So Perfect. I hope that Rose wilts fast the rest of the year. Yeah, no, you, not really. you loved him for a not while. Really. Now you I hate still him. love you. No, I love him. I love him. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, Xander. I obviously had him last week at the U.S. Open. I, I'm with you on thinking he's a good play later on in the year, but not after kind of what I would call a letdown for his standards last week at the U.S. Open. Even though he still finished t14. Yeah, it's tough, like kind of having to gauge where the mental where the mental game is, especially after U.S. Open, which is known for being draining, um, especially if you were kind of near the top. Yep, yep. So we're all off this group. Um, words. The next featured group, though, it's got a uh, pretty pretty. Your guy that burned you last week, Sam Burns, and then a kind of out of nowhere top 10 from our guy Joel Damon, and a local man who had a good week last week as well, Keegan Bradley. Yeah, those are all three pretty good picks, I think. I didn't take any of them. Joel Damon especially, I just, I I think this course really fits for what, what he does. He's obviously not a super big bomber, and he can kind of, he works the ball. Um, I just, uh, I, I'm... I got to go throw breads from here on out. It's I've I've saved my picks, so now it's time to holster up and kick your ass. Well, words, that's <laughs> you can say that, but I can't. I'm going with Keegan Bradley out of this group, local guy. He finished second place here back in I think 2017 or 2018, and then he's got another top 10 finish here as well. I think he's going to take some of the positive energy he got from the home crowd and just bring it right on down the road to Connecticut. He's from I think Vermont. So I like him to use the local ties and build off that energy and continue the play that he had last week and contend this week. You know what I think he got from a great showing last week is a hangover. A bitch. (laughs) (laughs) A new wife. (laughs) That's potty talk. Yeah, no, and Sam Burns, you know, aside from his final round, like there's no reason to think that he's not going to show up and contend here. Sam Burns, you broke my heart. I took a chance on you at a major, and you broke my heart. Yeah, I've got one one Burns pick left. I do think he's going to be kind of one of these trendy picks to think that could potentially be in the mix to win the FedEx Cup and win the bonus money at the end of the year. So I got to get the bonus. Um, but I do like Keegan Bradley. He's having a great, you know, sneakily really accurate driver, and his putter is coming around. And if he gets hot here, who knows? So I'm on Keegan Bradley out of this group. Nice. Um, the next featured group words, you've got a guy who's played well here, contended here, Kevin Kisner. He's playing with last week's Cinderella backdoor top five for the 18th time, Rory McIlroy. And another guy that's game surely fits this course, Webb Simpson. Pass. Obviously, I've exhausted all of my Rory McIlroy picks, and I don't like the other two guys well enough to pick them this week, so... I'm off this group as well. Okay. I do think, uh, you know, it's having the name Rory McIlroy just in your field is a good thing, but I got to think after his letdown, who knows, this might be one of those things where you, remember when I said Rory didn't stand a chance and he wins this tournament? I just don't think Rory gives a fuck about this week and he's probably just there because he had the commitment and who knows, it might be paying him something to be there. I'm as big a Rory McIlroy fan as I ever have been in my entire life for what a flag bearer he's been for not only the tour, but really for our fantasy golf league, the whole the whole of Nun Boys, right? Yes. Hey, hey, look. Rory's burned me a million times, but literally all his press conferences do is remind me, like, why why do I hate this guy? I love this guy. Yeah, I love it. 
So he um, called Brooks duplicitous. Yeah, and and he deserved it. Did we even talk about how much of a piece of shit Brooks is? Uh, not really, like we did the first time around. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I mentioned he's an alpha behind the microphone still, but just not on the golf course. Yeah, and good riddance to him. I mean, yeah, he doesn't like golf, so honestly, live, live golf is perfect for him. No grind. I love Brooks, and we talked about this. Like you love Brooks four four tournaments out of the year. Not hey, anymore. We'll always have Aaron Hills, the best major pick ever in the history of our league. No, we've talked about that. Remember, it was uh, it was Shinnecock. That was the best. That was the second. <laughs> that was, yeah, there were other people on him at Shinnecock. Aaron Hills, I was the other. I no, wait, wait. I, no, no. I, I remember I went back and looked. And I, I like, know it wrong. wasn't Shinnecock. <laughs> Shinnecock wasn't there. Okay, well, then shit. Hey, well, <laughs> fuck it. Still the greatest pick ever. Major pick ever. Second, yeah, major. See, you got to, yeah, you know, Seb Strzok. That was the best bullshit. pick ever. Um, so I will say, though, we didn't say this earlier. RIP to Abe. I mean, that does hurt seeing Abe go to live golf. Yeah, um, he, I he mean, can go sell his tequila where he can't even yeah, drink it, right? He ain't been the same player since he started slinging that tequila. He's more concerned about the money he's going to make off the course. Yeah, that's right. And that's fine. That's that's why I'm not going to talk shit on anyone who, who does it. It's just, like I said, not very appealing yeah. as it is right now. Okay, so uh, I believe we already went over the Xander Tom Hoagie. Oh, I missed this one. This is a big one. How about Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Zach Johnson? How did Zach Johnson get his way in here? Because I guess he's won here before. <laughs> Who's dick did Zach Johnson have to suck to get in this threesome, huh? Yeah, who voted him the Ryder Cup captain, <laughs> fucking tool? Um, obviously, I'm out of Spieth picks, and I'm not burning Scheffler here, even though having the number one player in the world show up the week after a major is a big deal. So good for the Travelers. Absolutely. Good for the Travelers. I'm saving Scotty. I'm all over Jordan Spieth. Okay. Um, it is... I think it's my third Spieth pick of the year, but um, on short courses this year, Spieth has gone second at Pebble, first at Heritage, second at Byron. So um, he's won here before. He's going to win here again, John, and I'm going to get right back in the mix. So I, I do think that's a big a good pick, and, and it seems like that's what a lot of the um, so-called experts, if you will, they like Jordan Spieth to, to play well here. So if, if they think that, then I'm off of it. Fuck that. It's a terrible pick. I hope you fucking Bernie misses the cut. <laughs> I'm just joking. I think Jordan Smith's a good pick here, and obviously last week I think he just maybe, you know, everything's going in his in his golf game. Everything has gotten better lately, except for his putter. If his putter is remotely good, he will be there come Sunday. Yeah. So, come Sunday, come Sunday. Words the final featured group. We've got a guy you picked a couple weeks ago who's missed the cut at the U.S. Open, but he's turned his game around. Tony Finau. Playing with your boy, Sung J.M., and winner at Torrey Pines this year, Luke List. Luke List is still one of the best T-degree kinds in the world. I think he might be the worst putter on tour. I think we <laughs> looked at that. I think there are like 190-some-odd tour cards, and he like somehow ranks 200th in putting. Um, so I'm off list. Uh, Tony Finau, he was with the, the Shane Lowry my pick last week in that plus four club, um, which barely missed the cut, which was yeah. very sad to see. Uh, yeah, Tony is, I think his game is, as you said, going in a really good a really good direction for him. Maybe he can get that first PGA Tour win. No, he already has one. A real PGA Tour win, right? No, he he won. Remember, he won last year uh, towards the tail end of the year, so he's got two technically. Way to go. Uh, so Jay and then Sungjae, I'm say, I gotta savor the flavor, yeah, even though this is a perfect course for Jay. So I, I gotta say, then that's the, that's the rest of the featured groups. Uh, that that whole group doesn't do much for me. Jay, I think if anyone, if I had to pick, one doesn't of those three, do much for you. If I had to pick one, Jay would be the guy out of that group I would pick. So I gotta think that we're on the same third player. I'm going with a guy who's a, on pace to potentially win Rookie of the Year. He's right on board with Cam uh, Young. He's finished in the top 10 four straight tournaments before this past week where he finished T31 in the U.S. Open. I'm going with Davis Riley. I knew you were going to be on him, so I did not. Good pick. He was on my DraftKings card last week, so thank you, Davis. I, on the other hand, am going with the guy who has three top 10s here in the past four seasons. The lefty who plays great at every single U.S. Open, so hopefully he can continue that good play here. I'm going with Brian Harmon. And you met his you met his caddy. Sanders' dad's <laughs> caddy. Yeah, who thought that I was a bag boy. I don't get, see. That was get, cool. Slipped you a, slipped yeah, you a few loose ones. Thanks for the fucking three bucks. 
I'm pocketing this. I don't work here, but I'm keeping it. Yeah, listen, I'm a member, but uh, I'll tip. I'll I'll tip. uh, Tip a bartender somewhere else with this money. (laughs) I'm gonna go exactly give to a girl at Red Dog. Was it the Red Dog? I'll be on my fucking deathbed before I forget that shit. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Red Dog? What was what Red Dog? You said to give this to a girl at Red Dog. Like what? a stripper. Yeah, no, I know. What's the strip club? The one that like they Night did trips? a documentary about. Oh yeah, Red Dog. Is that what it's called? Yeah, man. <laughs> is it called the Red Dog? You bet your tits it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> slap my throwborn titties. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Red Dog Saloon. Shout out Domino's. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, where uh, did we tell that story before? Which one? The the Scotch Way. Yeah, yeah, we okay, yeah. The words <laughs> Brian Harmon's caddy is Bob Tway's brother, and he yeah, gave words, well, <laughs> gave words you know, a tip. <laughs> yeah, they got it. But it was stupid of me because I went up to those like, <laughs> "Hey Scott, I saw your brother at a tour. Yeah, good to see him. He looks well. Yeah, how you been? Oh, good man. Hey, that's great. You guys, hey, you guys are doing a great job up here. I just want you to know that. Here you go, kid." And then, and then he's like, "Hey, Xander, I didn't realize there was forty-year-old guys that were doing bag, <laughs> bag boys out here." Xander, Xander played it off cool. He was like, "Dad, he's, daddy's a member." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, it's embarrassing." Yeah, no, that's that was a very nice act he was trying to do. It's yeah, I was like, "Embarrassing for who, you son of a bitch?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Surely this, hey, Xander, <laughs> look at me, you're gone. <laughs> this, this grimy son of a bitch isn't a member here. No, <laughs> pretty uh, much, yeah." All right, so as far as the picks go, words is on Mark Leishman, Jordan Spieth, and Brian Harmon. I am on Patrick Cantlay, Keegan Bradley, and Davis Riley. So, um, words, I didn't even, I don't even know who my alternate is. It's not like it even matters, right? Mine's mine's Davis. Is it? Okay. So, my alternate is actually Sung J.M. Oh, you're smarter than you look. And that's the thing. Part of the reason why, yes, I do like my picks regardless, but I haven't used Davis Riley once. I haven't used Keegan once, and I've only used Cantlay uh, one time. So um, I feel like now's the time. Now's the time to get some of these picks going. Even though it's a little bitchy, eight million purse, but whatever. Hey, one, two, three will still get paid, right? Paid. So hopefully, hopefully there's a winner on my side. I can't, I wish, I hope there's not for words, but who knows? We'll see. This is the time of the year where one tournament can change everything it changes everything <laughs> you have anything yeah. else to say what did we not talk about that we did on the first half of the show that we didn't record that you didn't record uh total well, boner the live, live stuff off. yeah i mean i think the one thing about live that no one's really talked about in my opinion is how the 54 hole events and though it's that's exclusively what those guys are going to play grind free right and then they're going to have to go play in the majors a 72-hole event, and it's going to be a completely different animal. And I hope that, like like every week, 75% of those assholes miss the cut. Brooks, I mean, his his world golf ranking is going to drop pretty quickly. It has been, and he hasn't had a very good year, and especially if he's not going to be playing in any of these deals where he's getting points. So he may have one year at the Masters before he's before he's out of there, and nothing would make my heart sing louder than if, if he was not going to the Masters anymore. You know, I, I get the fact that, Yes, these putts that they're making are, are valuable in dollar figures, but I would like to see everyone making the big deal about the whoop, the the heart monitor deals, and you see the guys now wearing it around their bicep. I want to see what a final round in a live golf heartbeat, heart rate, all that shit matches up to what these guys just did at Brookline. Yeah, who gives a fuck about a $4 million winning check if you just signed a check, if you just got a check for 150 mil? I mean... That's awesome. He got that. I mean, that's. I'm not gonna hate on it. Whatever. It's just like where your motivation factor is not gonna be there. Yeah. And, and how is your, how is your, how's the, how was that gonna help you win a major? Yeah. And and here we go. We got four weeks until the Open Championship, and I can guarantee you that some of these guys would trade their name on the Claret Jug for you name the dollar twenty million dollars. $30 million. 100%. That's what matters to a lot of these guys. and That's what Brooks said he played for before three weeks ago. He was like, I don't play for money. I play for... The writing's on the wall as far as I'm concerned, and all the guys that are on the Live Golf, pretty much, it's it's a, it's money. It's As Roy, Roy said it early on, it's a money grab, and they don't give a fuck about the trophies. 
And until a live golf guy wins a major championship, it's going to be a joke. It's nothing. I agree. If Hideki leaves, I will be heartbroken. That's kind of the next guy. He and Cam, those are the two real scary ones for me right now. Hideki next. makes money. But Hideki, I mean, the Japanese culture has way too much pride and honor. Honor. I mean, he may be forced to cut his own hand off with a samurai sword if he does that, right? I mean, Or his cock. Yeah, that too, sure. <laughs> of course it's cock, right? Yes. Okay. If we're lucky enough. You just put some white out on it. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about? Uh, Emilio Estevez or anything? <laughs> no, I don't have any good. Uh, I don't have any good Mighty Ducks jokes, but I am playing words. I'm playing the next round on Friday. I'm playing the matchup against Bob. Bobby. Bob on Friday. I saw you and Sammy Swan. Yes, choppy. And good. so I'm getting that in. So Are you next... leaving that fourth guy open for Bob to bring one of his boys? Yeah, Rick Coe. I hope. No, okay. No. Uh, yeah, I hope you hit Doc Ruffin. Yeah, no. I I think Bard is actually going to play with us, but. Uh, I'm just going to be like, hey, you guys fuck with him the whole time so I can win. And I picked the hottest day of the year, so I'm like, okay, surely this old guy can't fucking hold up under the heat. Yeah, Bob, yeah, he never plays in the heat. <laughs> no, but uh, so I'll have some news for the next week. Hopefully come out a winner. We'll see. Come on, Bobby Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Bobby. Hey, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Okay, I think that's all we got. Or at least that's all we're going to talk about. Hey, happy anniversary. Where are you guys going tonight? Going to Teller's, the new, the new, hot new joint here in the city. Oh, Miles Teller's new place. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a Top Gun theme yeah. bar. You're gonna walk into like, oh yeah, you grew that mustache because of Top Gun. Cool. Or, no, it was because of uh, Vinny Paz. Did you ever see Bleed for This, starring Miles Teller? <laughs> <laughs> awesome movie. <laughs> no. It's it's where he plays Vinny Pazienza, who is a real scumbag boxer. Oh, the boxer dude. Yeah. yeah. I bleed for this. It's just called Bleed for This, not I Bleed for This. Go watch it tonight. It's a great movie. Awful title. Yeah, no, it is. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, the movie's great. The title's terrible. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go watch that, surely, right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Got you, bub. I may just go <laughs> take my wife and daughter and go completely... Sit next to me at yeah, Teller's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get drunk. Yeah. Hey, wait, waiter. <laughs> waiter, waiter, come here. Fireball, fireball shots. Like, sir, we don't have that. Yeah. Oh, find it. Could, uh, can I have a port wine, please? Oh, all right, I'll just take some Fletcher Azul, and uh, can you go ahead and put it in the microwave before you serve it to me? Thank you. Appreciate that. And tell Abe, fuck off. <laughs> tell Abe, uh, can I have a million bucks? Or just ten? Please. Please. Hopefully, Abe will give some of that money to the Sooners, all right? Soonies? Boom. Maybe. Hey, College hey, World Soonies. Series bound, babe. Let's go. Finals. Uh, championship Series. No, te- no team has ever won the softball and baseball in the same year. How about that? Get ready to live. Let's go. Not golf, though. Yeah, no. Fuck that. Fuck that. All right. You guys enjoy the travelers and keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh, my goodness. Together. Jackass. Been drinking for several hours.